What's your guilty pleasure? Me? I don't have one. You're listening to Guiltless Pleasures, an unapologetic pop podcast with Bobby Asin. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Guiltless Pleasures. I am here today with one of my good friends, Taylor Knowles. Hi! She actually has been part of the recordings multiple times, but has been in the background because we haven't ever found a topic that we actually could talk about. (laughs) Yeah, we don't have a lot in common about uh, reality TV. (laughs) Or anything pop culture. But... Uh, recently with Bling Empire, a lot has changed. So, Taylor, before my podcast, what have, what did you know about podcasts? Um, I've never listened to a podcast before. I, I can't concentrate on things that I can't watch. So, listening to things, I'm just like, ah, oh, whatever. So, I don't know anything. <laughs> but here we are. But before we go into our main subject today, I want to review two products that I just got recently. One being from my friend Maria, who has been on previously, The Real House Wines. We have a rosé to try, as well as the Cynthia Bailey Seagram's Wine Cooler. So get ready for our reviews starting now. Well, before we get into this, we have some shocking news for Taylor. Her current guiltless pleasure is what? Um, watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And what did we just watch, Taylor? Um, so I just found out that this next season is going to be the last season ever, and that breaks my heart. Oh my god! Fourteen I had no years. Idea. I grew up watching the Kardashians. So it's been fourteen years. That's crazy. I feel like I have grown up with everybody. I mean, I, like, that sounds so sad, but, like, you watch somebody on TV for 14 years, you feel like you know them, and now they're gone. I really do want Scott and Courtney to end up together in the future. Maybe not right now still, but I think they are good for each other I I love Scott and Courtney. I think that there have been some really good times with them, and yeah, of course, there's been a lot of dramatic fights on TV, but I think some of those have been dramatized, um, but I do think they're they're good together they have so many like penelope and mason they just they're a nice cute little family and rain i forgot about her (laughs) (laughs) is rain a girl yeah yes um i think so (laughs) i think so it's it's weird to like kanye has been my background on my phone for the last four years so it's like weird, and I know that Kim and Kanye have some differences, and some there's issues, rumors. Yeah. There's rumors of divorce, but like that's just been my whole, like my free time is keeping up with the Kardashians, watching them, watching episode after episode, and watching everybody grow and learn. And when you watch somebody on TV for so long, and then they just stop, it's what do you do? I know. I'm really curious to see what's going to come for the new Hulu series. Like, what's it going to be called? Like, what's it going to be focused on? Will Courtney decide to be full-time again because it's a new type of production? Like, what is there to expect? Yeah, I feel like at this point, Courtney 
is done with cameras. And I guess that, that's another point, too. Like, if you've been living in the cameras for 14 years and you just want a normal life, how does that happen? You know, and the, they've been in the limelight for so long and they haven't, they don't know what it's like to live a normal life. But I don't think that's possible at this point. Um, their children <laughs> don't know how to live a normal They're, life. No, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, their four year old child, which. Who's used to a camera you know. everywhere all the time. Like, north of them, they're all just mm-hmm. used to that. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, but that makes me so sad. I can't, I can't believe it's over. When Kim started ugly crying when I first watched the commercial I cried so (laughs) I am very sad that's something I'm gonna miss is Kim's ugly cries like when she lost her earring in the ocean (laughs) or when or when she was in New York I feel bad for the guy you think I flew all these people off for a wedding just to get divorced like he's a really good person and I I can't do this anymore it's definitely the highlight of the show is Watching her cry. I love like Miami and New York. Miami is my favorite spinoff for sure. Yes, and I I love Miami because I've been there, so it's just it feels like I've experienced some of the things that they have, even though I definitely haven't. I went to Dash in Miami, and I remember watching the show when someone would poop in their um, (laughs) dressing room. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. No. But that's a classic. Oh, I drove past Dash and it was completely closed. I was really excited about going and then it was gone for like a year. <laughs> yeah, I love the Kardashians, man. Ugh, the end of an era. They, yeah, they keep me going. That commercial got me. <laughs> so my guiltless pleasure has to do with what we are going to do next, which is I keep buying any celebrity product right now like i'm so excited lala kent from vanderpump rules has announced that she's releasing a book and i will be buying that i buy any housewives any basically any bravo celebrity e celebrity i buy all their stuff and i have no shame in the game i got lady gaga oreos for why because I want to. I bought four packs for no reason. I just wanted to buy four boxes and I ended up giving one to my roommate and I'm sure I'll give them to whoever wasn't able to buy them. But I'm obsessed. Like, I love this era of celebrities having cheeseburgers at McDonald's. Like, that's my goal. Like, if I could have a cheeseburger at McDonald's and the reality is, like, my go-to burger is a plain cheeseburger of meat and cheese only. Like, that would be the Bobby burger. It would be a plain cheeseburger. It would be so boring. But that's what I would have, and I just have been in love with celebrity products. Um, today, guys, we are actually going to start now with the Seagram's Escape Peach Bellini by Cynthia Bailey. On the packaging, there's a little message that says, It was important to me to create a refreshing flavor that truly embodies my fierce spirit, one that inspires others to prioritize their joy by taking the time to escape any day, any time, and every season. Cheers from Lake Bailey, Cynthia Bailey. All right, let's have our first sip to find out what we think. I like it. I really like it. I feel like it doesn't taste like a peach bellini, though. Well, maybe because um, peach bellinis usually have, like, are, like, daiquiris, like, really icy. 
I've never had a peach bellini before, but this definitely has like that imitation peachy taste. Yeah. Which is really good. You can't taste the alcohol. So I feel like this is something really good to drink if you just want to relax and not really feel any type of alcohol or tipsiness. I feel like this is like the perfect drink for a brunch. Like with breakfast food, kind of like it would mm-hmm. taste really good pairing with it. Yeah, especially like I, my ideal type of brunch has a lot of fruit in it. Mm-hmm. So having like eggs and bacon and fruit, this would really pair well. It's it's refreshing. For sure. The only thing I don't like about Seagram's in general is the fact that they're 3.2% alcohol. And I feel like they're usually a lot of calories. Yeah, it's it's definitely probably has a lot of sugar in it. But there's um, wait, there's no like there's no facts at all about um, this on the box. So I have no idea how many calories these are. So definitely if you drink a lot of these, I think you're going to get a really bad hangover. <laughs> but is it worth it? The taste is very good. I think this was like 6.99 for like four. I mean, so the price is definitely worth it. The price is worth it. Yes. But you definitely will not get drunk. Have you ever had Skinny Girl Margaritas? I've not. I've always wanted to try Skinny Girl Margaritas. Those are a serve. The pr- I hear they're really good. It just sucks because the price, it's like $14 for a bottle. So. See? Oh my gosh. I'm still stuck on the $2.50 wine. So, uh, Walmart, like, right? Yeah. It's um, oak leaf wine. Very cheap. Uh, efficiently getting drunk. Um, but I'm looking up the Seagram's calorie for the um, peach flavor. It's 180 calories per bottle. So, to get any type of tipsy, I feel like you're going to have to drink all four calories. So, it's... Four you know. calories? You mean four Sorry. bottles? <laughs> yeah. She can so, fill that 3.7%. Anyway, oh yeah, that 3.2. 3.2% <laughs> alcohol. She's is wasted, you guys. Um, wasted. I will say, though, we have been drinking all night prior to this, so that's probably why. Yeah. So if you want to feel any type of tipsy, you're going to have to drink the whole pack, pack of Seagram's. So you're going to be drinking 700 calories. Give or take calories, which... So take the stairs today, guys, if you're having these. Take the stairs. (laughs) Take an extra walk at work. Release that stress. So we are going to refresh our palates now and try next the Real House Wine from Bravo Network. We are trying out the new rosé. Wait a minute. This whole time I've been calling this the Real House Wine, but it's definitely called the Real House Rosé. So that's a little awkward, but time to crack that bottle open it is a twist top everyone so keep that in mind don't put your expectations too high everyone okay i think twist wine is the best kind of wine okay did you know that actually wine is um best stored in plastic bags but because of the market they have learned that people will not buy wine if it is actually stored in plastic bags because I think it has to be a cork in order to be good wine. That makes sense. I mean, like, growing up, or not growing up, I should say, in college, when we would have parties, we would have boxed wine and we would play the game Slap the Bag. (laughs) So I can imagine that, like, sophisticated people don't drink boxed wine because, like, us 
you know, 21 year olds playing slap the bag where we would be drinking, like you would chug the wine until you couldn't anymore and then you would slap the bag. Why would you want to do that if you were like, oh, I'm just taking like a little bit of wine to relax. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to sip and enjoy the wine brought to you by Maria Yakavitas, who got me this for Christmas. All right, here we go. It's very dry. Yeah. Very, very dry. Um, I usually go for a, a sweeter rosé. Let's see, is there a little description? Oh, usually like bottles have like some like long, like sexy, like description of their product. It just says that this is a 2019 rosé wine from Washington State, produced by Knocking Point Wines. So this is 12.2% alcohol, and I would just say it's very dry. It's like this is my whole instant reaction is just it's dry. Yeah, it's it's not bad. Um but it's not like the type of wine that you can necessarily chug. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to chug this. Um no. it's definitely one of those like more I'm gonna take a bubble bath and sip on a glass of wine. Type I of would wines. say like honestly for this collection there's three different wines. They have a white and then um I think a regular red blend. And I would say that I genuinely, genuinely would want this to just be like on my shelf and have mm -hmm. like all three because it's a really pretty bottle. Um, but I actually don't know the price of this because it was a gift. So Taylor actually just checked the price and it's about $20 a bottle, but you can get a whole collection of five wines, right, for $148, which if anyone wants to leave a five-star review and Venmo me at B-O-B-B-Y-A-S-E-N on Venmo, I can buy the whole collection and I will try all the wines for you guys. So please feel free to do so. Well, thank you guys for joining our lovely sampling. I feel like a professional wine cooler, wine expertise. You know, <laughs> a connoisseur. I, yeah, I did will. take a professional class on wine tasting when I was in college and it actually ended up being one of the hardest classes I've ever taken in college, even harder than managerial accounting and macroeconomics. But instead of talking about that, we are going to start talking about Bling Empire. This was something I was very excited because other than Siesta Key and Are You the One, this is a show that Taylor and I both got to really enjoy. I was very excited because I knew she would find Kevin to be super cute. <laughs> and my favorite character, like I said the last episode, is Queen Anna. And I definitely think that the same hairstylist who does Britney Spears' extensions and eyeshadow makeup for just putting black smeared all over her face does Queen Anna's looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anna, yeah. She's a queen. I know, I was like... She's the OG. Anna, Anna, like, I always, like, mix it up, but it's, I think it's Anna, it's, like, officially, but they definitely all say her name differently, like, in the episodes, there's never, like, a consistent name. I will say the thing that I don't like about 
Bling Empire is kind of a problem I have with Siesta Key. Oh, sorry, not Siesta Key. With Selling Sunset. I don't know why I said Siesta Key. But there's definitely a high, like, production value in the show. Which, I mean, yes, that's good. But it shows, like, fake storylines. I definitely don't believe that Kevin is as, like, poor as what he says. And when he talks about his birthday, he's like oh, I never had a good birthday. We never celebrated. Meanwhile, his mom, like, shows up and is like, happy birthday, like, and talks about, like, yeah. memories they've had. I'm like, you didn't have mm-hmm. that hard. No, I agree. And a lot of, like, it's like Kevin is, like, trying to be pitied most of the time. He's like, oh, I'm you know, so poor. Meanwhile, has a nice apartment that he lives with one roommate in California, like, in Los Angeles. He can't be that not well off. Yeah, I think a lot of it is very production-driven, um, and very storyline driven. So a lot of it does seem to not be as surreal as other reality TVs. And of course, a lot of reality TVs do have unsurreal, like, scenarios to make it more dramatic. I think Netflix is the worst at it, though, because they... No, it's, it's unrealistic. Like, for me, it's unrealistic that somebody who is so, quote-unquote, poor becomes best friends with a billionaire... To me, that just seems a little weird. It doesn't seem natural. Yeah. What do you think about, is it Christine versus Anna? (laughs) It's Christine, right? (laughs) Honestly, I don't pay attention to her name. I think it's Christine. Yeah. Definitely has to be Christine, right? Um, I think she's awful. Christine. I think she's... I don't think she's a watchable villain if you I will I think the my problem with her being like the villain is her versus Anna it's like they're in a different category Anna is not the same age as you mm-hmm. like she is your elder and she's like competing to be the same thing it's like you're not 50 years old like you're 35 yeah. like there isn't a yeah, competition definitely. to beat Anna because Anna is in her own category. You are. You're new on the social scene, and like that's fine to go into it, but like you can't surpass her because you aren't her age. And I'm saying that you can like you need to surpass anyone's age by any means, but like her whole storyline is that she has to like beat and show that she's better than Anna. Yeah, and like those the storylines where it's like, oh well, I'm gonna wear this necklace $15,000 necklace because I want to show her that I'm boss and that I have money like we all know you have money you don't need to prove yourself and it's just that cattiness that's kind of unnecessary and kind of just uncomfortable really it's just like oh did you notice my necklace well you don't need to point that out nobody cares that's not that's not what life is about. Like, you just... When you're having these parties, you go, you have fun, you socialize. But she is the of that person who's just like, well, I need you to know I'm richer or I'm better. And She's all about showing she has more money. And nobody cares. Like, nobody in this friend group cares. They're just like, okay. And? For me, I also don't understand... Like, the fascination of trying to expose Anna because I think she's in her own category. And when they have people go in her bathroom and find a penis pump, and the fact that they, the fact that they threw it out the window, also, like, I understand this is for 
production value and TV value. Like, otherwise, no one would go to someone's house and throw a penis pop out the window yeah. if they weren't being filmed. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, what is the point of this? No, I agree. And I feel like they didn't have the authority to go walk through her house, you know. In the beginning, they were like, he was just like, oh, are we allowed to do this? And then they just walked through the house and they find this penis pump in the shower and, you know, all of this giggling and laughing. And it's just like, oh, ha ha, like, look what we found. And it's kind of embarrassing. Like, let let Anna do her own thing yeah. and be her own person. Like, why do you have to go snooping through her house? What value does that give you knowing she has a penis pump and uses that? Or, like, yeah, or has, has you know, you know like, has, like, a guy come in and use that. Like, that's a natural thing. Sex is natural. If you're an older individual, that's that's life. Did you see, though, that Queen Anna is selling her house, her haunted house? I did not see that. She is indeed, which I think is kind of interesting. To me, I'm like, well, now that season one is done, like... When she came back, I mean, I don't like to accuse people of things, but it's like, now that season one is done, could she, and she came back to say, like, oh, she's been gone for so long, was there reality that she couldn't afford her house and she has to sell it? And what she's talking about behind the scenes Mm -hmm. isn't actually real? Like, does she not have the money? Were the clothes gifted from the designers that she gave Kevin because... Mm -hmm they're being promoted on the show and she used that to show that she still had money like maybe she came back because she has money maybe she was taking down her own closet with her own construction tools because she doesn't have money to have the construction crew come to her house so to me that kind of struck something to me where i'm like well maybe things aren't as they seem yeah or is she coming back bigger and better than ever I have a bigger is, house. <laughs> is it one of those, like, well, I am the queen, and I am going to show off to everybody that I am better than everybody on this show who is in the vicinity of my presence, that I am just, I'm going to be better than you guys. So is she selling her house to upsell herself, or is it because she can't afford her the lifestyle? House, yeah. And very interested to see, and like I said, I think I enjoy everything in the show besides the constant reminder that we're supposed to understand that Kevin is poor, because I really just don't believe he's poor. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm annoyed with Kevin. You know, in the beginning, I loved Kevin. He, mm-hmm. he was a guy that I'm just, I gravitated towards. I'm like, this guy obviously is young. Young. I say young. He's not young. But he's like... A, you know, attractive and the it guy. And he, it's like the show wants you to love him because he's like that lost puppy. But it's so forced. They force like, it. Is, it is. It definitely is. Cause it's just like, you know, on the first episode, it's like, oh, I love this guy. And then the second and then third and fourth. And it's like, after a couple episodes, it just seems so unnatural. And like you said, forced. It's like, oh, he points out to people, do you notice what I'm wearing? I'm wearing Gucci. Do you see me? Dolce & Gabbana. Like, 
Or it's like, I'm wearing I'm expensive wearing, stuff. Or it's like, oh, I just wear a, a Hanes t-shirt and jeans because I don't really care what people think about me. But here's me wearing designer clothes because I actually care what people think about me. Yeah, and it's just... He seems like a pick-me person. He's like, pick me. Choose me. Love me. Yeah, and I, I wanted to like him because I think he is so cute. He's beautiful. He's so attractive. And not even just like his body, but his face. His face, I just think he's naturally a beautiful person. And I will say this. I don't blame Kevin as a person for it being like this. I blame production for forcing him to present himself like this. Definitely. Production definitely shapes people to be the villain or something that they're not. Yeah, I really don't think Christine is actually even a bad person. I think she just was... They told her what they wanted and what they needed for this show, and she just, like, went with it, and... I think they, like, flat out told her, we're going to make you a villain. I think in other shows, people find out they're a villain when it airs, but I think they really told her, like, we want you to go head-to-head with Anna. Yeah, yeah. well, and as, from the very beginning, it it seemed that way, where it was like, well, now there's a new queen in town. So it definitely seemed from the very first episode that there's two people, like, you know, butting against each and other. And this is a reoccurring theme with Netflix reality shows. If you watch Selling Sunset... They set up in the first episode automatically that Christine will not like Chriselle because apparently Christine's mean to all the new people. Like it's so set up for us to like have like here's your villain, here's your protagonist, here is a person who is comedic in the show, and they the first episode of Netflix series to me just really lays out like flat out like. Here's how we're going to have the whole season look for you. And here's how everyone is. And it kind of makes them one-dimensional until there's a second or third season. Which I understand because they want something to be so repetitive that you can pick up at the show and continue mm-hmm. like that story. Like yeah. wherever you're at. Yeah, I mean it makes sense because if you start out in the middle of like Bling Empire or selling sunset you're not gonna know like you need to know what's happening and you you want to be able to get hooked on the show you know you shows don't want you to get hooked just on the first episode so they try to make it to where it makes sense throughout the season but also for me that kind of becomes boring and repetitive so it's just like for one person to become the bully the first episode kind of just it's boring. After the third episode, it's like, okay, I get it. It's like in The Bachelor with Victoria. Oh, my God. I'm just like, okay, I get it. Like, just leave. Like, yeah, you're the bully, and you... Or you want to be the bully. You want to be, you know... She's definitely the there for production value. Like, it's just... It's awful. But I will say, I do love when she was like, then you should leave. Like, no one <laughs> wants you here. Like, to the new girls. But that's all The Bachelor. All right, well, that's enough about Blank Empire. We are now going to go into rapid-fire questions before Taylor leaves me for our pop culture recap. We are going to start out with our rapid-fire questions with me going first. So, in honor of the Kardashians ending after 14 years, Taylor, who is your favorite Kardashian? Um, I definitely think Kim. Absolutely. Oh, my God, she's one of my least. Oh, <laughs> But definitely, she's not my least anymore because Chloe has made her way to become my least favorite when she originally was my favorite. All right. 
Taylor, it is your turn to ask me a question. Okay. Fuck, Mary, kill. Okay. Courtney, Chloe, Kim. Um, oh, God, this is so bad now. Um, but, because I used to love Chloe so much, but now I would say I would kill Chloe. I feel really bad saying that. <laughs> um, just because I do not like what, she, what happened to her after the Tristan Thompson, or Tom, mm-hmm. whatever, Thomas incident. Like, I just went so down for me. I think I would actually marry Kim because as a partner, I think she would really be there to support and, like, help with so many projects and, like, really be a present wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would fuck Courtney because I think she is beautiful. It'd be a toss-up of who to marry, but for Courtney, like, maybe she might drive me a little crazy with her lifestyle. I think I would actually actually end up agreeing with Kim's lifestyle more yeah. because... Courtney is all about organic and things like that. And, like, I am too now more than ever, but not to that extreme. I agree. I mean, I think Courtney's definitely the hottest. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. and her lifestyle is not as accessible, but I agree with it. All right, Taylor, what do you think was the best fight in the Siesta Key series? Oh. Um, I guess in the entire series, the thing that's popping out the most to me is when... Um, <sighs> <laughs> what was that? Oh my god, what is her name though? Kara? Kara. Called Kelsey the SpongeBob Lake. Oh, ugly sp- ass eyebrows, SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> yeah. I just, I love that. I think that was the most natural thing. I mean, it's true. Kelsey, like, oh looks pretty gross. In that season. Oh my god. Alright, next question. No comment. <laughs> okay, so for you, do you choose um, Britney or Lady Gaga? Oh, Britney Spears, always. Doesn't matter who it is, I will always put Britney Spears, because that's my OG of of everything for me to stop and to start my entire love for pop culture is all to do with Britney Spears. She's the blueprint. And Lady Gaga will admit that too. Alright. Are you the one or Siesta Key? Are you the one? One hundred percent. There's it's just it seems more natural to me. There's just so much more drama. Did you watch it on Netflix, the original series? Because I can watch it with no ads on Netflix. I haven't. I haven't watched it since it aired on Netflix. But I watched the like original season when it came on. And are you the one? I just I prefer dating shows over any other type of reality shows. I think it just airs the true person and who they are. What's your next question? So, what do you think is the best pop culture album of 2020? Of 2020? I think the best pop culture album is Plastic Hearts by Miley Cyrus. Um, I think a lot of people would try to fight me and say it's Chromatica, but... The reality is, Plastic Hearts hits every level, and I love Taylor Swift, and she had two albums come out in 2020, but for sure, Plastic Hearts. Okay. 11-11, make a wish, everyone. It's currently 11-11. Don't be selfish and make a wish for me, and leave a five-star comment and review on the podcast on Spotify or iTunes. Just kidding, because you can't make a comment on Spotify. But on iTunes, starting now, everyone.
All right, moment of silence is over for your wishes. All right, what is, <laughs> this is a random question, the weirdest thing I've ever told you or that you've seen me do? Um, okay, so I guess this is going to be out in the open now. Is <laughs> when you told me you were messaging some guy on Tinder and you went to his house and a very old man opened the door. Yep. And you went inside and you were texting the guy who you thought the house you were going to. And you were like, what is going on? And, you know, you just got guys mixed up. And instead, you didn't go to this hot guy's house, but you went to this old man's house. And then you had to escape really quickly. Yeah, he went to the bathroom <laughs> and I legitimately ran away. I jumped off a staircase of a two-story building and I got in my car and ran away. Which I think is so funny but what the heck what were you thinking when this old man opened the door why would you go in i don't want to be rude i thought maybe he was catfishing me oh my gosh the way my my mom hears this she'll want to kill me it's okay mom i'm still alive (laughs) okay so my next question is if you could have a dinner with any celebrity dead or alive who would it be uh marilyn monroe because i would want to know how she was died because I believe that she had a framed suicide so I would want to know actually how the Kennedys killed her and Mm -hmm. I would love to listen to her because I love her poetry that we now know that she was very good at and she would read a book every single day and I think she's one of the most intelligent celebrities and so I would love 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 to have so many conversations I have Mm -hmm. so many questions for her she had doctors that were following Egyptian protocols by emptying black vial out of her, which meant just using, um, well, by actually it means they would just cut her open and um, let her bleed out in certain areas and use leeches to suck the blood out. And so I think she was a very abused person, a very unique person, and I would love to hear everything that she has gone through. I think it would be amazing. All right. My next question, I guess these are all about me now. What is your favorite going out memory or partying memory with me? Um, I guess the thing that sticks out the most, we were pre-gaming at um, Olivia's apartment. <laughs> and we all went to Publix beforehand to eat dinner because we thought we might as well eat something very cheap. So we all bought frozen dinners. Uh, and I recommended to you eating the Benihana meal. I'm like, okay, so, you know, Benihana has like the fried rice, the noodles. I'm like, there's so much variety. Just eat the, the Benihanas. It's so good. So, you picked, like, the Benihana steak meal. Um, it was chicken. Oh, chicken. Okay. Yep. Um, Which is Was it chicken rice or noodles? Chicken rice. Okay. So, like, the chicken fried rice. So, we all ate our dinner. We called our Uber. The Uber was here. So, we were going downstairs. And Bobby has to throw up. And he's screaming, don't look at me. I didn't... Stop looking at me! And he throws up outside in a flower bed before we go downtown Orlando to go drinking more. 
And then I brush my teeth and I go, okay, I'm ready to go. So yeah, that was a that was a really fun experience. The best part of that was I canceled Uber because I was throwing up and I had to pay a cancellation Uber fee. And then I ordered another Uber and it was the same Uber driver who just watched me throw up in a flower bed. So I could have just kept it and just paid an extension fee of waiting over six minutes. Oh my gosh! All right, that was my last I question. Love Uber. Yeah. Okay, so my question if you could wear any designer for the rest of your life and only one designer who would it be and why oh my god um that's really hard i think right now my brain is going to versace versace or givenchy yeah ysl is my final answer and maybe after that prada but Originally, I thought Versace, but I think the patterns are, they date themselves on eras of being relevant. Mm. I can agree. Thank you, Taylor, so much for joining me. You're welcome. Well, now we are going to get into this week's pop culture recap. With some positive news, Halsey is having a rainbow baby. If you don't know what that means, after a miscarriage, when you do have a successful pregnancy, it is called a rainbow baby because it's like a miracle and we do know that in the past Halsey while dating g Easy, had three miscarriages including a miscarriage in the middle of a concert performance where she actually continued the rest of the show this actually also happened to her in 2018 before a concert so I'm very happy that she's finding success and love and i am very excited that she gets to have this wonderful miracle as she grows and in her life and in her career on a completely different note i went to go into the bachelor and the bachelorette last night on saturday the 30th of january we had dylan dylan b Barbour, I believe is how you would say his last name, have a lot of drama on Twitter talking about how ABC needs to cancel The Bachelor, that it's unhealthy, and he confirmed a lot of questions the cast had. Something I was most excited to hear is when there is the eliminations, or the rose ceremony I should say, to find out that the producers pull you back every three names you announce the who gets a rose because I was always confused on how the people would remember everyone's names he confirmed that producers make a villain stay on the show whether or not the person the star we should say has any intention of being with them so they have to keep villains on the show just for good drama And the most shocking thing we found out is Jed Wyatt did not actually cheat on Hannah. And we do know that Jed will be releasing a full podcast on this experience being made a villain with a fake storyline where he actually never cheated on Hannah or his girlfriend previous. So I am very interested to see what we'll hear. We will find out the news on Thursday on his podcast as an exclusive interview. On this week's episode of The Bachelor, I want to say that I don't enjoy a bunch of women trying to talk shit about a sex worker. I think 
I mean, what's there to talk about? It's 2021. It is very common. OnlyFans isn't even controversial to me at this point. I also don't like the fact that they added new girls to the mix because to eliminate someone who's been part of the OG cast over someone you've never met doesn't make sense because you have no connection with them. And people that are defending Katie, I mean, come on. She's so bleh. Like, she wants to be a martyr and be like, I'm the responsible good girl. And the producers are forcing us to like her too much. And I'm so sick of this forced storyline of how Katie is an angel. Just get her off my TV screen. Everyone, OMG, I hope she's the next Bachelorette. I hope we never see her again. I would rather watch Claire again than watch another episode with Katie. But yes, stay tuned for next week when we find out Jed's truth on all things The Bachelor. I'm sure all these people's NDAs just ended, so we are about to get a lot of juicy information. Before I go into some Bravo show updates, I want to talk about the fact that Heidi Montag has announced she is doing a collaboration officially with Slater. I think this is going to be revolutionary. If you haven't already, you need to download the Superficial album by Heidi Montag. The music is so good, people overlook it because they think she's a reality star that has no talent, which may be true. But some of these songs are written by Lady Gaga, so you know they're good. And this upcoming collab with Slater, I can just tell, is going to be so major. Alright, going into Bravo, I want to start with Southern Charm. We had part one of the reunion, and all I can say is, yes, Southern Charm, give us nothing. Because that's all I got out of that part one reunion, except for the fact that we did learn that Catherine had nothing to do with Cameron resigning from the show and that Cameron had decided to not do another season of Southern Charm way before the rumors of her husband cheating on her came out. Which makes me think that it's a real scandal because I think she did this to be preventative. So I am glad to see Catherine finally stick up for herself and actually talk because meanwhile the whole season all she did was run away and I'm glad to see that Craig has had some success with his pillow company. The only drama that has happened so far has been Craig yelling at Madison because Madison is indeed crazy and we just keep confirming that Leva is a bully who just repeats the same storyline the entire season and I'm so tired of it. Oh my god. In Vanderpump Rules news, which is barely anything because I don't think that show is going to exist much longer, Lala Kent has a book called Give Them the Lala coming out and I hope it's all about giving good blowjobs and finding a rich man because that's the only advice I really need from her. This has been a pretty big week when it comes to Real Housewives of Orange County. I do want to start out saying congratulations to Bronwyn, who has just now, today, accomplished one year of sobriety. I thought it was kind of crazy that the women on the show have accused her of faking having an alcohol addiction, but here we are. And... 
I would say that's a pretty bad accusation just to throw out there. We did see Braun have a huge bit of remorse when it came to admitting that she doesn't remember but believes that she did offer cocaine or we know as the good stuff to Shannon's daughter and obviously Shannon thought it was a real sincere apology because Shannon accepted her apology immediately which is so rare for her not to hold on to something but on former housewife news when it comes to Orange County Nikki Gundelson has gotten into a little war with Lisa Renna saying that she owes or that Lisa Renna owes her career to Vicky by being the OG and that Lisa has always been rude and never acknowledged Vicky in any event and that whenever she has been to an event, for example, Andy Cohen's birthday party, Lisa Renna got on the tables and made the event all about herself. So I do agree though on one fact that we should always respect the OG of the OC and we've gotten more and more rumors of Tamara coming back to the show and more rumors that Kelly will not be asked back due to racist remarks and remarks about COVID-19 not being real. And Kelly also has announced that she will not come back if Bronwyn is still on the show. And they're definitely going to keep Bronwyn on the show. I have no doubt about that. When it comes to Real Housewives of Atlanta, I just want to say that there's not much to update because... It's been kind of a boring season. The storylines have been really lackluster, which is really sad because Atlanta is one of my favorite parts of the Real Housewives franchise. But the storyline of this whole episode is just the fact that Kenya and Latoya get to go on a private jet and the rest of the girls have to go on a van. So nothing really exciting there besides in real life on Instagram, Candy is promoting sex swings. So follow her advice and get ready for Valentine's Day by buying a sex swing from Bedroom Candy. I will say it was another dull week on Real Housewives of Dallas, but we do finally get to see the beginning of a fight for Deandra and Carrie. So hopefully this brings some more drama to the season because right now we are moving towards a lackluster time. I don't blame them though because during this pandemic it's really hard to have really diverse storylines besides the fact that they have to quarantine and that COVID's a big issue. So I think we're going to find this issue when it comes to Real Housewives of Atlanta or any further season until there is a time of no COVID and who knows when that would be, but it is definitely making watching Housewives a little boring. We are actually so close to the finale of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We have the finale coming next week, and we have seen Jen lose her mind many times this episode, and I just think that they were so smart to find Jen because she is Real Housewife gold. She is like the original kind of crazy that Kelly Dodd was when it was enjoyable that she was so crazy because it's the perfect kind of person to make good TV. So I can't believe I won't be seeing these women on my TV screen every week. And it's been so enjoyable to watch because it has been a real escapism because there's been no COVID talk during this because it was filmed way before COVID. And so it's always been a nice little break of reality to see 
these people live their normal lives. We even heard that Sex and the City's reboot or spinoff will contain storylines about COVID because the women will be living in the city during COVID and I wish we could just ignore it and live in this little fantasy world just when I watch TV because I want to escape what I'm dealing with every single day at work and all around me for that matter. When it comes to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, there is a slight potential scandal with Army Hammer and Erica Jane. Yes, the guy who believes in cannibalism is apparently neighbors now with Erica Jane and has a secret Instagram, supposedly having nude pictures of Erica Jane, but I think they're just pictures and outtakes from her photo shoot for Fenty, um, which is the Rihanna lingerie line. So I don't think it's as scandalous as they want it to be, but who knows what will actually come with this. And once again, she is such a private person. I don't think we would ever even hear about this story out of her lips or see it on the show. My last update for Bravo shows is Real Housewives of New York. Ramona Singer was spotted in St. Bart's amid the COVID-19 production break, uh, which she is not allowed. And the best part of the article was brought up by Gibson Johns, where it says she is telling people on the island that she is keeping it a secret due to her contract with Bravo, yet she is taking pictures of people on the island and flew in on a public plane. This shows that no rules apply for Ramona Singer. And it's so awful that it makes me love her, honestly, because she doesn't care at all because she's, she thinks she's that untouchable, which in a way I would say she probably is. Well, I hope you enjoyed all the reality show talk and all the pop culture updates and our little wine tasting for you guys. And on that note, stay guiltless.